0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Kings and Priests podcast. Thanks for joining us. I'm here with my esteemed co host, Dean Sweetman.
1: How are you, sir? Good g'day. good day. Doing Uh A little sleepy, if I'm like, same, super honest. Mm-hmm. And. I had one cup of coffee. My flight was four hours delayed last night. So I got in at one oh my gosh. and then I started at 7.30. So for all you entrepreneurs out there, that's <laughs> this is the life, <laughs> running a business. Yeah, that is, uh, man, that is
0: so true. I'm like, I'm exhausted too. Our So my wife, our whole schedule has just fully changed in life. Yeah. And so we're like now in full-time nanny mode, but- it's LA and so, you know, every nanny is also an actress. And so <laughs> you you have this sort of it's like it's like uh this audition came up and so I'm like is your kid back? Yes. Like running home to watch him for three hours and then back to email, you know, it's just like I yeah, one of those one of those weeks, you know what I mean? One of the one yeah, of those yeah.
1: weeks. Hey, this but, is the entrepreneurial life, man. It you is. Gotta, You're chucking and jiving and gotta be flexible and busy. Mm-hmm. You know, and then it only gets worse because as your business grows, you just, yeah. you know, just everything grows. So you got to grow mm. with it. Yeah. It's funny. I have really
0: like since starting, since doing Vast and having a kid all at the same time, my whole way yeah. of working has had to change. And it's revealed you know? like bad habits. Like I've always been that like ideal work environment kind of guy. Oh, yeah. I need, That's you know, right. X amount of time of un- uninterrupted focus. And now it's just like I'm, if I'm like feeding him oatmeal and like typing out an email it's just like yeah <laughs> it is what it is yeah and every hour actually really does count now as opposed to
1: you know yeah oh i can i didn't so. have a i didn't have an assistant for like the last three months and i you know i've always had one but they always end up getting promoted to do other things you know yep and uh and ooh, i share one with you know with frank and anyway, you know, i've just got a an internal employee is gonna do like i don't need a lot of help but just booking meetings and stuff mostly. But yep. uh, anyway, I just got got that back on track. So that'll help me out a bit. There you go. There you go. Uh, and you're in Park City at the moment. In Park City, yeah. We'll be here through like October, other than Best trail, okay. you know? Yep. Um, but yeah, it's... uh, Yeah,
0: we love it, man. Yeah. I just talked to somebody else who's moving to Salt Lake City. Um, yeah. A lot of people in to Salt Lake City these days. Yeah, it really is, huh? Absolutely booming.
1: And, um, you know, the one point five percent unemployment in Utah. So wow, there's tons of jobs. I think at the out of my supermarket, you walk in and there's uh, d- uh delivery drivers wanted twenty five bucks an hour. Dang, Dang. okay, Dang. yeah, come on, yeah, that's <laughs> wild.
0: Um, uh, okay, what was I going was gonna bring up something about live golf that I read. Oh, did you read that they offered Tiger Woods' son? Like, yeah, I don't know if
1: that three, was fake news or not. 300 million dollars or something insane to come. to come. I mean, I believe the offering Tiger, you know, what seven eight hundred, yeah. but I don't know about that. I'm just trying to think what like the kid is 12 or mm-hmm. whatever. I, I, that could have been some trolling fake it's, news, yeah,
0: something right there
1: is so much hate for live golf. Um, it's crazy the, from the traditionalists. And because they just sued him, right? Like, Phil mm-hmm. Mickelson, mm-hmm. Deschambeau, like Lebanon are suing to get in the FedEx playoff next week. So it's going to go to court. Oh, wow. Okay. They want they to get in, in that then, quick. Yeah. They have to because the FedEx Cup starts, right? Which is the kind of end of season finale. Yeah, right. So it's going to be in court this week. And interesting. We, it's an interesting have, like, Being Phil Mickelson and coming back into the store, like, everyone's going to lose their mind. So, yeah, that's crazy. John and golf, baby. Yeah, it's crazy.
0: It? Um, so I want to talk today. You know, normally we talk sort of practical, tactical, strategic business yep. stuff. Everything from raising money to sales to mm-hmm. even how to think about certain things. Um, today, uh, I want to talk about a couple things that are, um, I guess, more theological or philosophical, yep. so to speak. This is the um,
1: intersection of business and faith. Exactly, right? That's what we're yep. about. Yeah. So.
0: Um, obviously the, we're, there's a debate on whether or not we're in a recession or not in a recession, which is hilarious. No. Uh, the, the, did you see that Wikipedia changed the definition? No way. The definition. Yeah. So the definition of a recession on Wikipedia was changed and sense. then, and then the page was locked <laughs> and the whole part of Wikipedia, right? Is that it's open source? Hey man. And don't, so there don't
1: you go. Don't get me started.
0: Anyways. So we are in a recession, not in a recession. Credit card debt has jumped high. Like we are, we're in a time where you know things are not. It's not good. The
1: last two years, that's for sure. It's different. No, um,
0: you know, stocks are—they've uh, looked better this week, but still, I are had a little as a some well.
1: that are. Mm-hmm. You know, I've I've had a rough uh, first six months of the year. Mm, yeah, and, uh, July was yep. a good plane. So you know, I think we're bumped mm-hmm. along. I think we're yeah the through the election. Like if there's no geo madness, or, or, mm-hmm. you know, outbreaks of monkeypox, or whatever that's going to, yep. you know, take like over the world. And, and, and I think you get some balance back in, in the, uh, you neopolitics know, here in the U.S. I, I think it, it gets through and goes again. Yes.
0: Yeah. It's definitely, um, you know, wild times. There's always fear. You're now seeing it in every, kind of sector every business vertical like all you got to do is go on youtube or twitter and you know how to prepare for a recession if you're right. an accountant how to prepare for a recession if you're a creator how do you know all of right. it um so i've seen this quote come out that you'd like be just on display more than ever before and that's that famous warren buffett quote be yep. fe- be fearful when others are greedy and greedy when others are fearful yeah um and you know right now you see the memes the the, the you know People, for some people, that means, you know, keep investing in NFTs or obscure cryptocurrency projects, (laughs) whatever. Yeah. Um, But it's interesting, right? Like, Mm -hmm. we say that. What exactly does that mean? It always gets referenced. Um, And kind of what he's saying here, right, is like, be a contrarian and don't be afraid to be a contrarian. Yep. uh, When that is needed. Yeah. um in other words like following the crowd is easy but that's basically a way to be average so like but what exactly does that mean because you can you know uh be fearful when others are greedy and greedy when others are fearful all the way to going broke yeah, yeah. so what's the like what's the balance there how do you think about that that quote especially in regards to as people of faith
1: well i have my own version of this quote so mm-hmm. i'll get to that but the first thing is is we're told to fear not so as believers, we're not ever gonna live in fear. Spirit mm-hmm. of fear is not from God. And so I'm not I'm not gonna start my day in fear. Mm-hmm. Start my day in faith. Right. As a Christian who happens to run a business that, you know, is profitable and makes money and employs people and reinvests its money, I am gonna wake up every day and if I feel fear, I'm gonna preach to myself, fear not. Right, mm-hmm. that's first mm-hmm. of all. So, you know, it, it's a play on words. What he's saying is my, my, my version of this is when people are zigging, we're zagging. Mm-hmm. Right. Right, so that's, that's the contrarian yep. thing. And yep. how I've always used that, and so let's drop, you know, that over the top of investing. Um, you know, if people are selling, right, like when, when everyone was buying last year, Buffett was holding. Mm-hmm. Right. And the and the market got rooted. So he was probably unloading some positions, storing up cash ready yeah. for this thing eventually. And then a mm-hmm. pulled back in tech 40, 50% in, you know, other kind mm-hmm. of blue chips, 20, 30%. So his, this is him financially investing wise. When everyone's going one way, I'm going to go the other way. And he's done mm-hmm. that for 40 years and. Yeah. So that's, that's, I think the context of what he's saying, but I, you know, let's apply it to something else. Um, we're in a woke we're we're in a, a moment in in as Christians where literally the most insane anti biblical mm-hmm. positions are being thrown in our faces. That and everybody is supposed to get on board with the most insane, like that men can have babies, yeah. it's just like that one, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then, let alone all this vicious, you know, critical race theory, and and then, you know, Roe versus White. Like, like we don't weigh into that stuff really on this podcast. Yeah. Sometimes I want to, um, but <laughs> here's the thing: as Christians, we have to be countercultural. Right. You know, I was listening to Jake and um, David Campbell, mm, mm-hmm. and I think David said, like, we're not here to change society. We're here to build the kingdom. Mm-hmm. 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 Right. So, as believers, like, like talking about being contrarians is when the world and is going towards embracing men being able to be pregnant, being able to be As yeah. Christians, you know, business leaders or not, we have to embrace the truth. Mm-hmm. And so, I think whether you overlay financially or in how you live your life in community or how you kind of interact with, you know, the world we're always going to be contrarian and you have to get mm-hmm. really comfortable with the herd going one way and us going another. And I think mm-hmm. what it does is it puts you in a position for opportunity. So Great. in the, in the Buffett context, he's like, when everyone's you know, buying stuff over here, mm-hmm. I'm selling get stuff it. over here. Cause you just ran the mm-hmm. price up and I'm selling and I'm waiting. And when you start like the market starts tanking, then I start buying. So to mm-hmm. me, Zigging and zagging is is like the how to create opportunity. Mm-hmm. Always opportunity mm-hmm. when a bunch of group think people are going this way and you're – all mm-hmm. of a sudden the field is wide open for you to see opportunity right. to go and bounce. Right.
0: Well, and it's it's two things, right? It's, it's noticing the opportunity, having the guts and the boldness to zig when others are zagging. That's the hard Also – yeah. And then it's also being prepared for when that happens, which takes discipline and patience mm-hmm. because – that means you gotta have, you know, you have to have, in a business sense, like dry powder in order to, you, you, like, you have to have, um, you have to have what it takes to be quote unquote greedy when others yeah. are, are fearful, which, which is which means you've which a whole other principle in and of itself, right? Yeah,
1: which means you've managed what God's given you in the in the bountiful time, right? And you haven't spent it all, you haven't used it all, you've been really wise with what you've been given, and so then you can pounce on the opportunity. But it take, it takes a lot of courage to go against the herd. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's mm-hmm. there's a reason why m- most people go with the herd. It's easier. Right. And it and you it requires no courage to go against, you know, the particular group think of the moment on um, whatever it is. Right. So if you want to be contrary mm-hmm. and go a different way, you you're gonna be ridiculed and at some levels, mm-hmm. like literally cancelled. That's where cancel culture comes from. Yeah, right? it comes from when everyone's mm-hmm. kind of saying and thinking one thing, and someone stands up, mm, hang on a minute, I don't think that. Just and and the group is like, sense. well, you're, you know, you're an idiot, and or you're a racist, mm-hmm. or you're a insensitive, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, so and so bigot, like Christian, whack, mm-hmm. right wing, white nationalist. Like, yep. And mm-hmm. so you get all that peaked on you, and then you have to decide, well, i going to, and how many people have folded? Companies that have like, took a stand and then had got the Twitter mob and they come back yeah, and like, but then you got some awesome people that just didn't fault, right? Mm-hmm. And uh
0: well, and now you have you know now you have and we've talked about this a bit on the Vast podcast is you you now have people of faith, faith leaders, whether that's business leaders, church right? leaders, afraid to say anything exactly. at all, and so what they do is they kind of just give out a bunch of word salad that doesn't really that makes it worse. Make any and Yeah, exactly, and it just makes it worse because all it does is I was – you know, it's so funny you say that. I was literally listening to a uh, podcast called The Full Send Podcast, and we're getting off topic here, but this is interesting. Um, It's run by this group called the Nelk Boys, and they're like – have you heard of them before? So think about like our generations. My generation had jackass. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know, like the – okay, these are like the new generation of that, but they've built this massive – multi-multi-million dollar media brand and they've got their own alcohol brand and seltzer and protein powder the whole (laughs) thing, right? And they do this podcast called The Full Send where they get the most outrageous voices to come on and so they like talk to John Daly, they talk to uh, Trump, they talk to uh, Elon Musk is their guest this week and they're like very bro. Anyways, they're talking to this guy Andrew Tate who is uh, an ex, I think he's an Mm ex-kickboxer and he is like a provocateur sort of like jordan peterson on steroids right he's not a good guy he's a nihilist he's not a he's not a voice that you want to listen to but they bring this guy on and he goes on this rant i was literally watching it today about why christianity is the the most irrelevant religion in the world today Mm -hmm. and he said because they've he said he said and i'm not even a christian he said but they've stopped standing for anything well that and so, 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 why, he, and he literally is like, why would, why would I subscribe? None of these people are Christians, right. by the way. And he's going, why would I subscribe to yep. something that uh, the entire modern generation of the people that subscribe to that are essentially throwing away the document that on. they have built this foundation yep. on? And he basically ended up saying, like, Christian people that are Christians are weak, and here's why. And I was like, Dude. man, he is, he is responding to,
1: I mean, this video has like 8 million views. Could, it's been up for five here's days. Here's the question. Could God be using secular prophets? So the Jordan Peterson 10-minute thing on, on about mm-hmm. men, right, and mm-hmm. how the church should be a place that challenges men and, and raises strong men and not being afraid of masculinity, all the things the Bible teaches. you got Jordan Peterson and these guys literally telling the church what they should be doing. And so mm-hmm. it may, God can't yeah. raise up someone from within the church to say it. <laughs> Maybe he's getting, mm-hmm. you know, People outside the church to tell us what we should doing, but we better yeah. listen because if yep. we don't stand fast and firm on what we believe and we're too worried about getting canceled and, and all the rest of it, it's, it's, the church is going to go into a dark time. And <laughs> it's, uh, it's, yeah. you know, that's the last thing the world needs. It's a strong, <laughs> truthful church. Yep. So that kind of brings
0: us actually into our next, topic in a unique way because when we originally started this podcast and we we actually haven't gone much down this direction yet i would like to in the fall where we are talking about bivocational pastors right one of my favorite things a lot of what we've yeah so and i've been thinking about this a lot right you sort of have this large i don't want to call it a class of but of church employees across the country Right. And these churches that have these massive infrastructures, massive staffs, massive overhead. And then you, we kind of wonder why they maybe aren't as bold in certain instances. And you have to kind of wonder like, well, I do get it. They've got infrastructure and staff and people. And so to be bold is also, is also scary. And we've talked about, and I am pretty strong in believing. I think like the bivocational pastor is, is the future in a lot yeah. of ways. So a certain And one. at I, least in, in most situations, yeah, if a church gets to right. a certain size, we, uh, yeah, we, we want pastors to be paid well. well I believe I was, in all that.
1: I was talking to someone, a buddy of mine, Mike McCrary, and I'm going to do a session for mm-hmm. CMN. And we were talking about, like, hey, what do you want to talk about? And I used to technology in church. And, and, then, and I started talking about um, the four rivers into the Garden of Eden. And we started mm-hmm. talking about income streams by vocation. I said, well, I always believe mm-hmm. you should have four income streams coming into your life right and uh, he's like wow and and so he's he said will you teach it how to how to do side hustle and 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 for for ministers right they on this whole whole subject so you know it's it's something i'm so i think what happens is is when you first start probably 0 to 500 you probably you know could have a side and depending on the business i knew a guy once. he had an insurance company he was a state farm agent Mm-hmm. And he literally, and those yep. things just run like clockwork. People just auto renew their mm-hmm. car insurance and you get a check mm-hmm. forever. Right. So, and, but yep. then probably.
0: I've had my same, I've had my same farmer's insurance agent pay that,
1: that guy was years years forever. Old. So, mm-hmm. but then probably from 500, if the church goes to 500, you, there's different things that start to, you know, kind of mm-hmm. chew at you every day. So, probably 500, like two Absolutely. or three thousand, you can't be vocational. Mm-hmm because you're, you're buying land and you're raising money and you're building buildings and it's just a slog. But then there's an, mm-hmm. as you go into that bigger church zone, if that's what God has for you, then they, you can go back into, you know, now you're speaking or writing books or like, right. So it's kind of a mm-hmm. start thing, but mm-hmm. definitely I, it used to be frowned upon when I was entering the ministry full time was the thing. And if you weren't full yes. time, you weren't really a mm-hmm. minister. I think that's out the door and now. while we've, we've right. evolved from that. Um, just like everything has, and so I, I think, for sure, yeah, need to be celebrating by vocation, and creating opportunities, yeah, it. yeah, there was a, yeah, exactly, and for and for church
0: staff yeah. members, you know, too, I think like a senior pastor is one thing because they do carry such a unique role and weight and responsibility you know but even like the young kid in their 20s that's working in the creative department at the church and or whatever that might be right i mean there is a lot of opportunity this article came out this last week um in religion news and i think i came across Mm -hmm. it on twitter or something but it basically was just talking about how you know a tight job market is a chance for christians to rethink work um and basically the idea and what this writer kind of brings up is just this idea that the ministry and Christianity right. as a whole needs tent makers, right? Speaking of the right. Apostle Paul, right? Uh, basically holding a normal job while dedicating oneself to serving others. So they weren't talking about specifically just right. pastors, but anybody that is a Christian and living in a community and right. building a church and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, and so, I thought that was a really interesting topic to yep. just think about Christians and their relationship to to work, right?
1: Whether they're a right. pastor, church leader, and how they view their their job. So, man, I just think about the opportunities there are now to make money. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I read this article this morning. There's these um, lollipops that the lollipop company sells no, that that Sam's Club sells for $15. If you go on Amazon, they're sold for $27. People are buying the, like, they literally have an Amazon shop selling these things for $25. Mm-hmm. When the order comes through, mm-hmm. they send an order through Sam's Club and Sam's Club drop ships. <laughs> They charge them the $26. Sam's Club drop ships at $15 and they're making money on the lollipops, right? It's five mm-hmm. lollipops. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, there is literally an unlimited opportunity like shop if you go on shop, shopify mm-hmm. and and even amazon reselling there is like thousands of stores where they're buying the product cheaper somewhere and selling it for mm-hmm. a profit you know on shopify or amazon mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. The, the obvious uber stuff of the world right like so many uber, yep. i've been i'm in probably uber like three four times a week um you know, mm-hmm. most that most of us not their full time job, and I always ask because, hey, do you do this full time? Or you mm-hmm. know, I was how do you do this? know, I said, no, I, mm-hmm. I do this. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm trying to buy you new this, or I'm trying to save up for that, and so it's just like, man, I'm always impressed when I see people working an eight hour job and they go do two hours in the Uber, you know, at five a.m. when I've got to go to the airport like for a six o'clock flight, and they're gonna get two hours in, they're gonna go to their job. I mean, that's the puzzle mm-hmm. that I'm inspired to you know, hook up with in, in like ministry like dude. Right. And yep. And so I just think mm. there's work ethic, which we talk about a lot. And that's a biblical concept. Working mm-hmm. hard. Mm-hmm. Paul said, you know, mm-hmm. if you don't work, mm-hmm. you shouldn't be, you shouldn't eat. Like <laughs> pretty blunt. And you're worse than an infant right. if you don't provide for yep. your family. Right. Mm-hmm. So yes. And and right. look, hard work has always been an ethic in the church because because of what the New Testament says. And just by the nature of when you, mm-hmm. you know, commit your life to Christ, you're trying to just go, make everything better, right? You're just, you're going. And so you do things. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think the idea of opportunity now, if I was planning a church um, and I was a young pastor and, you know, I, out of necessity, if I didn't have a big bankroll saved up, I'm going to go and get a job. But, man, I would, that job or some semblance of that for as long as I could, keeps you connected into the community, just doing a shift at mm-hmm. Starbucks three times a week, you know, in, in yep. where I'm planting the church, right? Like, how many opportunities am I going to get as I'm cleaning up tables and I'm mm-hmm. smiling and I'm happy and I'm making eye contact and I'm saying hello and I'm starting a conversation and, and like, oh, and yeah, um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm from, from this that makes it you know, state and we just moved. Like, what are you doing here? I'm planting a church, go to Starbucks. Like, dude, mm-hmm. it's like, so it's, I think there's a work ethic thing that has to be baseline. Mm-hmm. And then once you've had the mindset of I'm here to work hard, like I got up at four o'clock yesterday morning, mm-hmm. drove to the airport, did four hours, to come back, email, mm-hmm. like 45 emails, four-hour plan delay, mm-hmm. get home at, you know, it's like 12, 12 45. Mm-hmm. That's not every day. Um, yeah. But, man, that's, mm-hmm. what, that's what this is about. <laughs> so, yeah. Do, when, a, yeah, when, yeah. I, when a pastor's handicap is under 10, I'm worried. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Especially if they have no children because yeah. means they're probably not spending the time with their family that they should. Mapping off on the golf course yeah, right? and they be starting to preach. <laughs> yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I remember t- someone asked T.D. Jakes about that one time. He, um, he was – I forget who he was doing a live Q&A with. And they basically just said – he said, man, I – you know, this is my uh-huh. life. I've given uh-huh. my life to learn this. And he said, throw me out a verse – And throw me out a illustration, and I'll come up with a sermon right now, and I will tie it all together. And and so, of course, he does it. He does it in a masterful way. And the guy goes, the guy goes, "How did you learn how to do that?" And he literally looked at him. He said, "Because when I was in my twenties and thirties, and all the other pastors were going and playing golf, I was in my library studying and writing sermons." And um, I often think about that too. You know what I mean? Or or it's like that. I just saw the meme. I just saw the meme. of like, you know, venture capitalist investor scrolling through Instagram and seeing one of his founders in the Hamptons <laughs> taking photos of like $100 lobster rolls <laughs> and bottles of Dom Perignon saying like, that's that's immediately when the VC just is like, yeah. okay, this is going to be a tax write-off because there is just that like, uh, you know, there is that hard work That doesn't mean you don't play huh? hard. Um, exactly. And like, you know, you think about the Apostle Paul, I mean, I don't know that there is a more harder working person yeah. I, I don't think yeah. in the Bible for sure, and and to support himself, he
1: made traveling around the world. on trips I think like for three months at like a time. Now let's look mm-hmm. at the other side. He also said that those that um, make their living from preaching the gospel should also receive reward from the gospel. Okay, and there's um, mm-hmm. you know, so I I think there's there's a sense of. You know, if if once the church grows and your ministry grows and people are giving and being generous, and giving mm-hmm. to that vision, you are one thousand percent allowed to receive an income, um, and 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 that mm-hmm. should be commensurate with the size of your church and the influence that you have, and so on and so on. But yep. you know, who doesn't want extra? And if right, like who doesn't? Right. Want, you know, there's, mm-hmm. I see people sometimes underperform their potential in their the way in what they can earn. It really drives me nuts because, hmm. you know, I look at them, I go, you should be making, you know, pick a number, 100K, right? And they're, they're just not, for whatever reason, self-belief, didn't get the education, didn't be inquisitive enough, like whatever, they're getting 60K. You know what 40 grand a year mm-hmm. over 20 years equals? Millions mm-hmm. compounded. Mm-hmm. So you, yeah. By not yeah. reaching your potential... You're shortchanging you and your family millions of dollars over mm-hmm. the, the course of your working mm-hmm. life. And and it's like – and that's mm-hmm. the spirit of, of Christianity. Like you are clo-
0: – Yeah. I mean how often does Proverbs talk about leaving oh, an inheritance totally. to your children's children? And I mean educa- God is a generational God means God is a generational God in every area of and our you are lives, called not to just you know, yeah. passing my faith on. You are called
1: on. to perform right. at a high level right. as a believer and no, nothing that we do as christians should be moderate or mediocre right everything we do everything we build every business we start every church we plant it should be done with this attitude of because you know in the startup world that kind of i live in these days and technology um mm-hmm. man there's i have there's you have a competitor who's who's writing more code who's staying up Till midnight who's living on ramen who's like they're gonna come kick your butt mm-hmm. if, if you don't like the, mm-hmm. the, the, comp- mm-hmm. the it's hard in, in the church world to talk about competition because your competition isn't another church it's actually yeah. the devil in the world right <laughs> so that but right that's what's been a very refreshing thing for me as a competitive person in business i have competitors mm-hmm. that i literally want to destroy right not the people personally but i want mm-hmm. to win and it's actually yep. super fun, right? Mm-hmm. You can't really, you don't really have that in ministry, mm-hmm. but you can have that that spirit that there's basically go further, go yep. faster, go bigger, and you know, and and yeah, I'm going to take mm. the devil down the de- Like I'm, I'm going to preach the gospel. I'm going to do ministry mm-hmm. so the light shines on a hill, and mm-hmm. uh, and just taking that attitude yeah. into so, like recession, not recession. Yeah. I, don't, I don't care. Right. It's like, I don't, I don't, yep. I'm not, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm wise. I'm going to, I'm, gonna, I'm re- I read a lot of news. I read a lot of, I spend probably two hours a day, you know, knowing what's going on, like financially. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to use that. But I'm not going to set the sail of my ship to that wind, that right. noise. And mm-hmm. we're back to zigging and zagging, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they're all saying this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say, gonna set yeah. Set my yes. sail mm-hmm. to the wind of the spirit. Like all the noise in the wind is the negatives. You can set your sail to that, and there's a you know there's too long to go into it. Mm-hmm. Sailing, I did a little bit when I was younger. I mean, into the wind, downwind, right? You can sail both, and it's harder work going into the wind. You, mm-hmm. what are you doing? You're zigging and zagging. Mm-hmm. You're, you're literally tacking this way, mm-hmm. and then you tack that way like, yep. into the wind. When the winds, when everything's good, you put the spinnaker up, and you just go. You go straight right so it, it's it's like wh- what's going to fill your sail the financial news it's been tough for six months in the markets like no ball right that's tough mm-hmm. are you going to set your fill your sail mm-hmm. with that or are you going to go to faith be wise use all the principles mm-hmm. but let's fill our sail here with you know the spirit of god and let that guide us and then Overlay the ethic mm-hmm. of hard work, making tents. When I got to make tents, yeah, and then I get to, to the Philippian church, and they're super generous, and they didn't have to make tents, right? Mm-hmm. So it's uh, mm-hmm. it's just that mm-hmm. attitude that mm-hmm. you've got to have.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that's so uh, great. And honestly, it just calls back to, like you said, what um, you know, uh, Jake and Dave were saying on their episode, which is that do what what does the kingdom right. penetrating exactly. the world look like? and so often we do want it to look like things like that we always can't control like legislation or conversation and culture whatever but what we can control is work ethic and what we're building and the sacrifices that we're making for our families and our churches and our communities it's like and i know he's super controversial but mark driscoll used to say all the time like the way to see our city saved is to help men in this church start businesses get married have kids and buy homes yep. and buy local businesses. And this whole city will get saved. And I think that is such a, um, that's the
1: ultimate, like being- and all those you know, things are under attack are, right being, now, right? <laughs> like <laughs> men being men, working hard- yeah, exactly. Like building businesses, like it's all that's under attack for some reason. So, but that's, that's kind of, it's a moment for the yep. church to rise up, for sure. Awesome,
0: really great. Always good to chat with you, man. Hey, if you're listening, as usual, hit us up on Instagram. Hit us up via email, DMs, Twitter, wherever you find us. Um, we would love to hear from you. Love to answer questions. Love to hear what you would love for us to talk about. Yeah. And we'll Thanks for back here next week.